You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to the segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound. This is Suzanne Toro, and I want to thank you for being here in this moment. We are going to dive into honesty, and we are at this moment here on planet Earth where the veils continue to drop. And as any of you that have been listening to my segments uh, know that I am an advocate for the inner work. Uh, We are that pebble that we drop into the water. And when we start to shift our inner landscape, that helps the outer world. This is a much more palatable way of digesting world events from the macro to the micro and gives you a place to start. Uh, It's oftentimes difficult to try to figure out the whole enchilada, if you will. It doesn't circumvent the encouragement of being of service and taking action in your local communities or if you're in a position on a national or international level to take action for the benefit of all, meaning for the benefit of humanity, all beings everywhere to the best of your capability. So today we're going to dive into honesty and this is an interesting word And oftentimes, this is something that people crave in relationships, personal relationships, intimate relationships. And oftentimes, they have a difficulty speaking the truth uh, because of past wounds or altercations. A lot of this starts very young, could start as in your childhood. And then we have the evolution of generations where post-World War II was really taught the children were raised to uh, not, you know, don't shout anything out, you know. It's kind of that, I think they had that motto, I don't know when that era was, but 80s, 90s, like, don't ask, don't tell, you know, all those things, all those ideas and concepts of pretending to be something other than you are is not healthy. Uh, And then to not talk about it is not healthy. And so, you know, all the segments I put together each week are to assist each and every one of you listening and diving in to be in well-being. And so I encourage each and every one of you to uh, really explore uh, what it means to be in honesty with yourself. And so it always starts with self. You know, it's hard you know, when we feel like someone externally has not been honest with us. And typically, this is how it works, and you may not like this, but when you have that outer reflection, there's something inside of you that has not been honest and true. And so uh, as you continue to deceive yourself, you're deceiving others. And then those types of relationships are being attracted, you're attracting them or you're participating in them. And so what it takes is for self just to move self out of the wheel 
of inner deception. Because once you decide, oh, I'm going to be radically honest with myself, and therefore it's easier to show up in the world that way. And sometimes, you know, people don't uh, really love honesty because they want to be attached to these things that people love to uh, talk about beliefs. And so I'm a, an advocate for knowing or not knowing. You can believe in the tooth fairy, uh, leprechauns, all kinds of things. And some of those you might have firsthand experience with, meaning that you had an experience that would give you a sense of knowing that they exist or not. For those that maybe don't know certain things, then it's more of a belief. Like if you believe in um, Santa Claus, let's say there's a spirit of Saint Nick and somewhere along the line, someone might have known a Saint Nick. Uh, But as that Christmas tale has been told, it continues to evolve. And so that's something one would believe in. But they don't know because they haven't had a physical relationship with Santa Claus. (laughs) Uh, And so when we do spiritual work, this can be a little tricky, right? Because from the unseen to the seen world, we're having experiences maybe in um, our sleep state. We're having experiences maybe in our waking state. And so when we're having those experiences, Uh, there needs to be checks and balances. And so when I work with my students, I really encourage them to have checks and balances. And one is with perception is that A, uh, that we keep it in a, a context where it doesn't become a runaway train. In addition, if let's say we just take that idea of intuition, if you bookend it, meaning if you have a gut feeling about something and you bookend it, and you write it down and date it, stamp it, down the road, either in the most immediate now or next now or the near future, you will be able to uh, figure out what's going on for you. You know, you'll be able to say, oh, I have this intuition and it's true. And sometimes this is what puts us into action is because we have a sense and so we start looking to confirm what we think is true. What, and this happens a lot when, when when you're in a relationship and someone is going outside your relationship and all of a sudden your partner uh, maybe has a sense and starts to look because their intuition is telling them so. So when we practice honesty, then that's the opportunity just to be clear. And so we'll go on with the example of, let's say, someone's decided to go outside of their committed relationship versus talk to their partner about what's going on. And there's a lot of reasons people will go outside the relationship. That's an escape hatch, right? So if we back it up and say, hey, are you willing to be honest and speak that which you're holding back? And that discomfort that comes from within, it has really not so much to do with the partner because then what will happen is the uncomfortable partner will start projecting on their partner and really like can make them into, you know, a horrible being based on how they feel about themselves inside. And that's why the inner work is so powerful because if we take responsibility from the inside out, 
uh, it's just um, so incredible, you know, so, so incredible. So I welcome you, if you so do choose, to start having this observation of where you actually create this facade. You're being dishonest about maybe your circumstance. You're being dishonest about uh, how you truly feel in relationship. You're holding back what you would really like to say uh, in work relationships and family relationships and friendships and uh, romantic relationships. Because every time you do that, you're being dishonest. And so if in every moment, and this is how we keep lighten our load, if we just say how we feel in the moment, it's expressed, uh, it can be talked about, and then we can move forward. But as soon as we start uh, suppressing what we want to say or we alter the truth for ourselves in that given moment, we start twisting our reality and it gets confusing. And then we don't know like what we're really uh, upset about because we've really put it really deep inside of ourselves, and then it's coming out in all different ways. It'll off gas in so many different ways. Someone will trigger you and it's like setting off a landmine and all of a sudden you're like exploding on a perfectly innocent stranger, but maybe not. There's karma there. Uh, so you see how it goes. It just becomes this giant snowball with uh, an ending that where it will eventually impact something and maybe not feel so good. And the reason this is so important right now is because we're coming off a passage of of space on planet earth where a lot is being revealed and during the reveal that has caused a lot of confusion a lot of division a lot of separation and attachment to that b word the beliefs because when people don't want to really look at something objectively all sides it's scary and they decide well i'd rather believe that's not true then look at that because if it is true, if it's like absolutely true, it's a fact, I can prove it, then I I don't know what's going to happen. That might blow my mind for a little bit. I might have to reevaluate how I show up in, in the world and around me. So this is, a, you know, it's a courageous act, to be honest. And the sooner one learns to be honest with self, then that dragon ride that we're on will slow down. The pendulum will come to center and it'll be easier to be honest with others around everywhere. And there's so much freedom. If you've ever been around someone that just kind of says it like it is, and sometimes it's a little shocking, right? Uh, there's freedom in that because it's like, hey, this is how it is. I'm just saying it like it is, whether they want to hear or not. And then from a spiritual perspective, you know, the goal would be not to like harm people with your words, but would be to have awareness. Like, is there an opening? Um, if you're in a dynamic, you know, we'll take this outside of self for a moment, but if you're in a, you know, fa close relationships, friendship, family, partnership, romantic partnership, if you can't speak the truth with those individuals, then you really, it's time to get some inner work on, uh, really focus on the inner work so you can have a voice in those settings and uh, welcome, like whether it's with your parents or your children, all of the above, siblings and your partner, that you really practice being radically honest with your voice. 
and even if you don't know what that means in a given moment, um, it'll get easier. So at first it's going to feel uncomfortable. You know, it's like asking someone for something that you're not sure that you'll get to receive that, you know? So first step on this journey, uh, is to get honest with yourself. So how we get honest with ourselves is to one, observe our thoughts. If you have thoughts and notice them and see if how you're speaking to yourself is kind, is compassionate, and is true. Meaning that are you just like creating a wild, Mr. Toad's wild ride in your mind and it has no basis for anything? Number two, are you being honest internally about your physical temples? So uh, this is accounted, I was thinking about this earlier today, in the East, you know, they point out that everything that's going on in your physical body is karmic, uh, it comes from before here and potentially you layered on in this lifetime. So when we look at our physical temple, where we're holding energy, where we're holding stagnation, uh, maybe we have disharmony that's led to quote unquote, uh, condition. I'm not going to say that word that they like to use in the West. Um, so when we look at that, we say, wow, what's going on here? And sometimes, you know, you might notice that your body totally morphs. Maybe you're going to go hang out with certain people and it causes you stress and it literally shifts the energy in your body where you are feeling inflammation, your, your gut hurts, all these different things. That's the place to work on. So when we get honest to really acknowledge what's going on in our body, that's going to help us in our inner transformation and get us to our healing and transformation process faster. Then from there, we go to emotional honesty. What can happen is, uh, you know, until one learns and masters emotional regulation, because sometimes first, to have emotions. Number two, uh, if you're very good at having emotions to bring, bring it down. So it's in a, a palatable form that others can receive, um, and a healthy form that your body can handle it because it's not fun to keep your body on a roller coaster ride. Um, so first is to just observe what the emotional capacity that you have, how you utilize your emotions, where they flow, and uh, are they regulated? Are you able to have emotions but not have it become a runaway train daily, many times in a day, weekly? Whatever your rhythm is, it's not to judge it. It's just to see how it's impacting your life and then to get honest, like, do you like that? And if you don't, then how do you shift that? And sometimes, again, if we go back to the external, the relationship, sometimes in a dynamic when there is an honesty about um, something, that's where you'll get consistent upheavals in a relationship because one or both partners aren't being honest or don't feel comfortable being honest. And so there's this consistent um, intersection altercation. It might be bickering. It might be, you know, a fight. It might be a silence. It could be all kinds of things. And so these are things to observe. So when we go through the mind, body, and heart, we get a lot of information about where we're being honest with ourselves and where we're not. So it's important just to keep this work inward because you might start observing it in others, but unless they ask you, it's not your place to go around and tell them like, hey, you need to do this, that, or the other. So then from there, uh, 
we have the spirit and that's what we're nourishing in these segments. And so if we look at that aspect of ourself, are we being honest? Are we nourishing our soul? Are we taking the time or are we just liking to talk about it? You know, do we like to quote our faith or our spirit or are we in the practice with it? And then what is the soul, your wisdom keeper reflecting to you? Um, and this act of being, that's why meditation is so powerful because you get really quiet with self and then you can feel the energy of the divine and your wisdom keeper intersect and you can get a, a clear reflection uh, not necessarily the goal isn't necessarily in the moment, but before, after. And so when that occurs, it's just so profound. And then you can be led uh, to where maybe you have an Achilles tendon where you need to like be um, mindful with yourself uh, and where you might not be being honest with yourself. Especially, um, there is a pathology in spiritual work uh, where people get a quote-unquote God complex or a prophet complex. They feel they're going to save the world or they need to save the world. And, you know, as the Hopi have always taught me, um, we are the ones we're waiting for. And uh, in the East, that's why it's taught self-reliance, self-actualization, self-responsibility and that actually lightens the load for that word god the divine uh, for the faiths and belief systems that are external and some of that happens in the east meaning that you rely completely on something outside of you uh, that can be precarious because there could be some act aspects of that that create delusion and that's why there is that pathology of the god complex and this is why i really encourage people with intuitive information even um i don't really encourage people to channel because it's very problematic there are spirits everywhere and whether you think it's the holy spirit or you think it's jesus or you think it's buddha or whoever uh, when you rely on something external, that could be you just talking to yourself, or it could be a spirit, a trickster. That's why we call it the Wetico. I did some talks on that. That's manipulating you. And the divine energy, aka God, the God frequency that's running through everything, does not interfere. It wants you to be divine, recognize your divineness. And that's in the East, that's why it's an inward to outward. You, you become the reflection and you move through life in your divinity. And so when it's all external, then it becomes a little bit problematic because it's almost like a trust in something that may or may not work. And that's very intricate. And I'd have to talk to anyone that has any questions, please feel free to like write me or uh, book a session or a consult and I can explain further. Um, and I've participated in East and West uh, systems, so I can speak pretty concisely to it. So where the honesty is, is that, you know, we are at a point of evolution on this planet. And so 
like all things, they evolve. The constant is change. And so what you believe to be true isn't necessarily an absolute. And as these veils continue to fall, we will continue to be um, surprised. I'll leave it at that. But if you start communing with your soul, you can continue communing with your soul, you'll be held. And the one great ally in this this experience right now and with the honesty word is humility. When we bring in humility is because we can go through life where, you know, we're dealing on the infinite um, flow, I'll call it the infinite flow of the quantum world is that we are evolving and then we have a new set of circumstances and each time just because something was a system in the past doesn't mean that it will hold ethical water in the future just because we've done something in the past doesn't mean that we should continue doing it in the future because as we remember and become wiser and more conscious and aware we have greater responsibility to one another and no longer are we to be manipulating. That's the end of Kali Yuga, the manipulation, mind control. And this is taking place in all aspects of society. So when we come into conscious relationship with ourself, honest relationship with ourself, then we can start holding ourselves accountable. And that's why when people are like demanding and boundaries and this and that and giving their terms and conditions sheet out there. It's it's too much because we have enough to manage within ourselves, And it's not being disrespectful because I, I consider myself a self-aware human being. So I pick up on people's nuances. I, I'll figure out their coffee order. I'll figure out if they're in a sad mood. So I'm not going to be like playing ABBA and trying to get them to dance. I'll probably sit down and have a warm cup of tea with them. So this is how it goes. You you don't say, ah, you said something to me wrong and I don't want to talk to you anymore. You're like, oh, they're hurting. They're suffering. All you have to do is use honest voice in every moment, and then the two people can find a way to communicate and work through it rather than run away or put up walls. They can work through it and see what's on the other side of it. And I can give you a key. The key is love. If you use that heart, because that word, L-O-V-E, not romantic love, not codependent love, interdependent, a.k.a divine love, aka God, is the molecule of love. From my perspective, it's not a old guy in the sky. (laughs) It's this beautiful molecule that works magic if we allow it to, and not white magic or black magic. I'm using the word as like something that's um, unexplainable, miraculous, and it spo- is spontaneously arises in the most profound moments. So if you want to continue to refine and engage with your truth, uh, start from inside. And as we go into this meditation today, I just welcome you to feel into um, 
where you're not being honest with yourself in this moment. And if you can figure that out, um, it'll be easier. And you can take little bites and pieces from that. So again, to wrap it up, I'm like feeling in to the heart of someone out there right now, um, is connect with your mind. Where are you not being honest in your mind? Then where are you not being honest in your heart? And then body and then soul. And then I want you to flip it. I want you to pat yourself on the back where you're honest, where it's effortless, recognize where it's effortless and with who it is effortless for you to be in truth. This is so important because if you do not have those safe places to be in honesty, uh, it's really um, hard. And if you find yourself more in an isolated situation right now where you feel alone, please reach out. We'll figure something out. Um, but also, you know, just by getting outside is a way to, in areas and doing things that you love is a way to find those safe places, going to places that you really enjoy. You will find those people, places, and things to interact with where you can be honest and authentic. And right now, that's really what the human species has um, been craving. And so rather than divide, it's like, oh, find your places that, you know, bring that glow on, bring that higher vibration on. And then you won't have as much fear in those other places, maybe where it's as difficult more difficult to be honest, but you'll find ways to be self-aware, conscious, and communicate. It's kind of like going and, you know, speaking to the choir, but then coming back and mixing it up with all sides, you know, coexisting. So as we go into the meditation today, I just welcome you just to allow that all wash over you. And then I welcome you to follow your natural breathing pattern. Use that as your mantra, your focal point. If you tend to have a mind that is uh, very busy, bring your eyes to a spot down in front of you and then welcome you to take a nice gentle breath in through the heart and then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one. Inhale. And
So just gently, I welcome you to just bring yourself into Shavasana, reclining completely flat on the floor or bed or sofa, and just lay with your back to that surface, palms face up, and then continue to follow your breath and receive.
Taking a soft, gentle breath up into your heart center. Gently breathing in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one, inhale, and exhale. And then just gently following your natural breathing pattern, breathing in and out. 
as you continue to follow your breath, I welcome you to just breathe in and out. And just gently bringing your awareness back to here. And then rising up into a seated position, taking another deep breath in. And out. Good. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. One more. Inhale. And exhale. As you continue to breathe in and out, I just want you to feel all that is right now and just gently feeling into your mind. Hopefully it's empty or close to empty. Feeling into your body, your heart. And then if you have a little bit more space right now, I just welcome you to uh, yeah, just feel into where you're ready to be honest with yourself. And in this next week, practice that from the inside out. Start with self before you start uh, practicing on relationships. <laughs> But start with self. And it may require you to speak in certain moments, but that's honoring self. That's a form of self-respect. It's disrespectful when we don't speak the truth for ourselves and to others. And there's no shame in it. It's something that we're going to learn together because we've been living in a society built on manipulation and lies. And so this is an exciting moment to be here now because we get to be truthful and honest and do the dance. <laughs> I think we might all want to learn a little uh, cha-cha, tango, <laughs> some of those really beautiful, uh, dramatic Latin dances to help us through this moment with each other. They're a lot of fun to do. So if you have any questions, please feel free or feedback. Send me an email at s at suzantoro.com. Or if you know me personally, text me. In addition, uh, we're going to exit out with little Kadri Scott called Shine, her new single. She has another one coming up called Beware. So proud of her. I want to give special thanks to Random Rav, uh, and he has some new music coming out in the near future with Lapa. So excited about that. And to Dante Marino, who co-creates and produces with Kadri Scott, has his own amazing music and was such a kind soul to sit through uh, the production of the sound. And we'll be coming up with some new production in the near future, getting uh, the studio here all dialed in. And until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart a soft gaze 
a gentle smile, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. Thank you.